Whether it's through a book, movie, or TV show, and whether it's conscious or not, we're all looking for ourselves in media. Welcome to another episode of Small Town Sarah, where each week we're discussing our journeys in finding our representation in the medias we enjoy the most. Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 10 of Small Town Sarah. That's right. We are officially in double-digit land. It's very exciting. And for this uh, very big, exciting episode, I've got a very special guest with me. Uh, I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Leia. Uh, My pronouns are she, her. And I am currently a bookseller at the Center for Fiction. I also used to be a bookseller with Sarah at Book Culture. Shout out to Book Cult. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. I don't know. When someone asks you to talk about yourself, you're like, am I actually a person? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Even when I'm doing it with myself, I'm like, what, what do I talk about? Who am I? What is world? <laughs> Um, yes, everybody. This is my friend, uh, Leia. She, I've known her for years. We worked together for a really long time, uh, at book culture and now, uh, and then she went off and did fabulous things in Spain for a while. How long were you there? I was there for two years. I just came back in June. So yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah. And you know, I love Center for Fiction. I've only been there once, but I immediately fell in love with it. So that's really cool that you're there now. Um, all right. Well, you've chosen a book to talk about. Do you want to give us all an elevator pitch about what it is and go from there? Saying it's it's a staff pick and it's always really hard to write those things in like a, a succinct way. My My book of choice is Dawn by Octavia Butler. Many of your listeners are probably familiar with her work, uh, usually through Parable of the Sower or Kindred. Mm -hmm. Dawn is an earlier work, um, and it is, I think it's it's the book people should read first. That's how I pitch it to people, right? Like, if you want to if you want to read Butler, this is the first one you need to read because it's really weird. (laughs) Um, and it shows how weird she can be and really was as a writer. Right. Mm -hmm. And it also touches on all of these themes that you'll see from her in all of her books. But I think it's for me, after having read a lot of her stuff, it captures kind of like all these things that she was. And it's a really good, like, kind of like, opening teaser of what you'll find in the Octavia Butler universe. Okay. Interesting. I like it. What's the actual story of Dawn? What is, Oh man. Um, (laughs) So (laughs) it's a, so it's, it's the beginning of a trilogy. Okay. And basically uh, nuclear war has happened. Most of humanity has died and aliens come and scoop up the rest of the humans that are left and they decide and the reason that they do it is not simply like altruism right there's something else going on (laughs) 
but they don't wake up all the humans at once. They kind of put them into like an extended sleep. And so after a couple of centuries, they wake up one human woman mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, you can see our world. You can, you know, hang out about the ship. Like you'll get a personal tour guide, all this sort of thing. Um, and as you read, you realize, I can't spoil anything, but yeah. you realize that they've woken her up for a very specific purpose. And she has a really, really difficult choice to make. Um, and it's just, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love that. I love when a book is so good that you can't talk about it except to say, it's so good. You I mean, yeah, because I can't, like, I don't want to spoil anything. So that's yeah. like the basic premise. Bad things have happened. Maybe she can fix it. But fixing it means it's kind of like if you fix the problem, it's it's a question of what makes a human human. That's at the center of the book, right? Like what makes us human beings? What makes us people? Can we change? How do we change? Do physical changes actually change our essence? Yeah. Right, as a species, as a society, like what do what do all these little things mean? That's, Interesting. Yeah, it's just oh, it's so delightful. <laughs> um, and then you said it's a trilogy. Have you read the other two? Yet? I have. I I have like the gigantic like omnibus. I think that's how you say it. Like edition that has all of it in it. I just kept going. I was so happy. I picked it up. Oh, um, cool. But now it's been re-released in like with nicer covers. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. Everyone, everyone should give it a read. Cool. Well, I'll definitely have to add that to my list. I mean, I've read, I've only read Kindred, and I was obsessed with it. I thought it was brilliantly done. Um, and I never, I always was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna read more Octavia Butler, and then I never did it just because mood reading and right. you know all that stuff. And um, but. Uh, now I now I have to know. I need to I you need gotta, to pick this trilogy just, up. Yeah, and it's very different. Well, thematically, no, right? Thematically, like the things she talks about are not are not that that different. She goes into into depth on certain things, but you you know you find you know you're reading an Octavia Butler book, yeah. but like the, she was truly a sci-fi writer, right? Yeah. Like, and she there be aliens <laughs> <laughs> and those aliens are very alien <laughs> yeah yeah um that's cool well i'm definitely i'm really excited about it that sounds incredible um what drew you to to wanting to read it in the first place had you read her a lot of her stuff before i i was this was a couple of years ago i had taken a class on like 20th century authors And we were reading her as part of that. Um, And so that was the first time I, I got to read her, Mm -hmm. um, read Kindred. And it was, it like blew my mind. I was (laughs) like, what the fuck? Um, What is this? This is so good. Uh, and then I was like, I need more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw this and I was like, okay, 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 okay. And then I read it and I was like, yes, 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 yes. Um, give give me so much more of this. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was a little familiar and then I like just took a deep dive and was like, Octavia's what's up? But I loved what I really love about Dawn is that like at that time I was reading it, I don't know, maybe like 
four or five years ago. And like, it was just when publishing was starting to like change a bit in terms of like who you saw as like heroes mm-hmm. and heroines and like, you know, I'd always loved like sci-fi and fantasy, but like when you really were reading these books, like when I was a teenager reading like, you know, YA stuff um, or even Butler's not YA or even going into like the genre itself there was no one who was like, like me, you know, like black and brown people were very like peripheral characters, if any. (laughs) And I was like, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) Like I've done this before. Like I can project into anyone. Um, (laughs) But it was nice to know that like, like it wasn't just me and like there was someone out there who was doing this way before I even existed. And like I was being seen, you know, it was really like a time travel moment where it's like, wow, like you saw, like, ah, there's something about it, like just being like, yes, like there's someone like me in space, you know, and it was nice. What I love about Dawn is that when you see like the survivors of this, they come from all over, you know, there's people from all different backgrounds and genders, orientations, like whatever, you know, it's, it's like the, it's like humanity in a bottle, right? Yeah. And so that's what I love, right? It's not just like someone who looks like me, but it's someone who looks like people I know and like just people you walk down the street with and interact with. Like that, I loved that, right? Yeah. Like I could clearly see that she was living and thinking and interacting with her world. And her world that she was in as a writer was very rich and varied. And she brought that into her imagined worlds. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. Um, well, look. So when was the first time that you did see people, uh, someone that looked like you in, in what you were reading was Octavia Butler the first, or uh, is she just the most important? How did that all work? Like the most important, I guess, Mm -hmm. or like the most, when I I first became more like conscious of it, right? Like you don't really know what you're missing until you're like actually looking at it and you're like, huh interesting you know and (laughs) you start to I mean that's that's always the great thing about like I think that was the really nice thing about doing it and like being in a classroom doing it where it's like okay like I'm being forced to like pull this text apart and like not just engage with it like oh passive like this is fun like which is always great right but like I'm really like what do I like about it what do other people like about it right like why is this so important yeah Things like that, yeah. Yeah. So I've had a lot of those, like, experiences. And that's that's always nice. That's, yeah, It's that can be really incredible. It can be uh, a really, like, I don't know, almost therapeutic thing to, like, sit down and talk with people. Especially, like, open-minded people that are willing to discuss the things instead of just yeah. a blanket statement about something. And just, I think that's, I think that's really cool. Well, so who else, who else do you uh, enjoy? Who else do you have, like, you're like, okay, this is these are the people this is like the book for me or the author for me I you know the thing is it's so hard you know I remember when (laughs) when I did my book culture interview one of the questions was like what's your favorite book right it feels Mm -hmm. very like standard yeah working at a bookstore what's your favorite book or you like you ask any bookish person right so what's your favorite book yeah and I remember my answer I said one I couldn't think because I was like so nervous but then two I think this answer is quite good is that I haven't found it yet and I, I like think that. like when 
when I'm always asked like so what is like the next like what is like the thing that you're being it's like I haven't quite found it yet so I'm always like jumping around from place to place to place kind of like you know squirrel on a wheel (laughs) um I you know what have I been reading recently I've been reading as always a lot of romance which I which Uh, I love yeah you you gotta you gotta um but what have (laughs) I been yeah and like honestly like I haven't been quite obsessed with something that is I think so formative I don't think I've I've been reading something so like formative to my identity as like Butler is um but I did you know what I did like I I enjoyed I don't know if you ever read it I think you did read it actually a memory called empire no I haven't read it I own it to read you own it but you haven't read it yet yeah that one I think I really loved because it, you know, when you see like fantasy novels and or sci-fi and they all pull like a very like a uh, slight variation of like medieval world, you know, on you mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, like, you know, am I, am I in Game of Thrones with yeah. like magic? It's like, that's Game of Thrones. Right? Are you just rewriting Game of Thrones again and again and again? Yeah. Um, and you know you're pulling from the same place all the time. What I loved about Memory Called Empire is that it's pulling from like Aztec and Mayan cultures. Hmm. And it's also pulling from like the Byzantine Empire as well. Oh, to like do a lot of world building. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I just Uh, it was like something that I hadn't seen before it was like I was so burnt out from all of this like you know faux medieval time stuff which like can be fun right but after a while you're just like taking too much of it in and you're just like okay yeah yeah god um and so yeah I really yeah I really love that one too that one stuck in my mind for a long time yeah and it's just yeah yeah, it's well, it's been on my list for a very long time. I finally bought it last year. I was going to read it as the previous Hugo winner. Right. Um, and then I just, I never got around to it. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. And it's so much about like words and memory and like, what does it mean to like lose yourself in the words of another and another culture? It's very like, I think it's an interesting, like, have you read Babel? Not yet. Or Babel, if you're British and you're fun <laughs> or you're saucy. Um, I, you got to read that too, but it's an interesting companion to that. I think okay. in, a, in an odd sort of way. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll, uh, well, I own both of them. I just have to get to them now. <laughs> But one of my goals for next year is to buy less books. So I have to, I'm going to have to make sure yeah, to read the read books I have. Yeah, read on your shelf. I love, you know, even though I work at a bookstore, I still go to the library. Yeah. I love, I, oh my God, like I, the library's the best. And yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. is so free and so many words on demand. <laughs> like, you got to love it. Yeah, that Support was my library. other goal. There you go. I love that. That's my other goal is to use my library. I have one really like a branch really close to me. Um, it's like a little bit awkward to get to, but it's like, it's just like, okay, I just have to go. I just have to do it. Yeah. It's, 
you know it's like I, I don't really have a good excuse for not doing well, it you know, sometimes you know life gets in the way you get busy and yeah you know you got things on your plate does your library do like I guess reserving like I, what I love about the NYPL is that like I'll read like an article and then it's like I can just put it on reserve and then I'll yeah. put like five books on reserve and then yeah all your books are here and I'll be like okay yeah and Bibble um, baggins it down to, you know, <laughs> whatever NYPL location is closest to me, depending on that day of the week. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Um, yeah, they do. They do do it. It's just, it's a very small library. And so if they don't have something, it, it can take them a very long time to get it in. I think the last time I requested a book to be transferred to their branch, um, or like one of the branches in town, it took like six months. <laughs> By the time I got the email saying it was in, I was like, I'd forgotten I had requested it. <laughs> but yes, definitely going to be using library. Love, love libraries in general. I support them, you know, like when and how I can. I just, I need to like get back in the habit of using them. I was doing it a lot more in New York, but you know, I mean, a lot of things are are easier yeah, in New York. Yeah, things are easier, yeah, in the city. Yeah. This is this is true. I also like, I don't know, like, I like the library app Libby, but it's hard for me to, like, read on on my uh, on my phone. Yeah. It kind of, like, hurts hurts my eyes a bit. Yeah, it can be, it can be rough. I mean, I don't mind it every once in a while, but agreed, it's, like, it's hard to do it in on a regular basis, but. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, got to get back in the habit of it because libraries can be great. It's just such a economical way of keeping up with all of the books you want to read all the time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And now that they're so like nice about like the late fees, there are none. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that's both a blessing and a very dangerous, dangerous curse. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, a romance then, because I know you love romance. You know I love romance. We both are, are steamy romance lovers. I do. I do. I do. I do. Tell us about oh, your sorry. favorites and, um, you know, what you're, what you're looking for, what you're reading, all that good stuff. Oof. What am I? What am I reading? I actually, okay, this one, I know people are going to be like, don't don't wreck something that's not coming out for another six months but I have to <laughs> because I just read it no I'm so sorry this Do is it. like bookseller privilege <laughs> coming out I apologize I just read one called business or pleasure Ooh. and it when I tell you like everything about this book it really it was quite perfect like I have to find the author um but basically it's about this ghostwriter who has like a terrible one night stand with this like actor of a famous teen show that is loosely based on Teen Wolf. I don't know if you're familiar with Teen Wolf or yeah. Have you yes, okay. So maybe you're like me and it, like imprinted on your mind in when you were a teenager. <laughs> it definitely imprinted on mine. It's great. I think it's on Netflix still. Watch it. It's perfect. Like it uh still slaps. um and so it turns out that like he needs a ghostwriter to write like a little autobiography and they he and his agent his agent really wants her to write it and so then you know it sets up shenanigans right Mm -hmm. but it's just like I I just want to send this book to everyone in America (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> to every romance reader in America. It's so good. It has like um I've been it has like representation I haven't seen. Like you have a Jewish hero and heroine, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um and like the hero's mom is a rabbi, which I loved. That's cool. And that was really cool. You know, like I was like, oh wow, this is great. Yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. Like 10 out of 10, like spice level, immaculate, like story, plot. It had a real plot, <laughs> immaculate. I can't, I can't speak more highly about this. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'm I'm signed up. I'm ready for it. It's fantastic. But if someone's looking for something that is actually out and they can touch with their hands, um, <laughs> I always recommend Miss Bev's books, Beverly Jenkins. Beverly Jenkins, yes. Why yes. am I? It's it's late here and I'm tired. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, her books are great. I read. She's also another one that I actually read in school oddly enough oh so I took a class okay this is like this is really show off there (laughs) is a professor at LaGuardia Community College where I go who is her area of study is called popular popular studies right and in that she studies romance and she has published a lot about like the genre and she's really and she and others right, are really looking at, jo- at romance and genre in a in a very literary light, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you think of genre fiction, not just romance, but sci-fi, fantasy too, crime fiction, right? They all get a bad rap as being yeah. formulaic, as, you know, not being worthy of analysis, right? Yeah. And so what I love about it is that she and her work definitely go against that. Right. And Mm. she brought that into the classroom. So I took a class with her and it was called Women Writers. And she chose to focus on women who write romance. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. And so that's when I first that's when I first read uh, uh, that. And it was it was great. And so it was one of those things, once again, like with Kindred, where it was like, okay, like, yes, like these. Like, not only do I find a lot of enjoyment in romance, and by that time I already had, but like I can, I now had the tools to talk about it in an academic way. Yeah. Um, And I could like be like, well, actually, you know? Yeah. Um, And like, you don't need to, I don't think you need to justify your love of anything, right? Like I, as I've gotten older, I've been like, just so like, I don't need to justify why I like X, Y, and Z thing. It's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting me happier because of it yeah you know but it's always nice to know that like there is something I don't know there's just there's just it's not just formula right like there's a method to its madness yeah yeah absolutely um yeah I find that that's like an argument a lot about things especially I feel like it falls on romance a lot people don't see it as like because I think that, like, with fantasy and science fiction now, they're, those are starting to kind of, people are coming around with them. There's, like, awards, and so people are starting to feel like they mean more, and there's, like, 
you know, different layers to them. And I, I think that like for romance, people are still disparaging of it as just being like either just porn or um, just really like sloppy kind of formulaic put together nonsense that people read. And I, I think that's like such a shame. I think that there is that, but that's true of like any genre Right, uh, that's true of anything, right? Yeah. Like, you can read some literary fiction that's just like, oh, my gosh, like, where was your editor? Like, did some, like, you could have gone out and touched grass and then come back in and wrote yeah. something. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> yes. So it's, um, that's really cool that, you know, the, that professor is out there doing that and, and talking about it and publishing things like that. Cause I think it's important. I mean, I I love romance, you know, I think it can be a great escape. I think it can, you know, teach you a lot of lessons. Just like these days, I think YA novels are coming out and they're talking about the things that adult novels aren't willing to talk about. And I, um, I think that romance can do that really well, too. I also really, what I like about Beverly Jenkins is, um, and I talked about this uh, today on an Instagram post, is that she does historical fiction, but she does it in such a way that it's like it's historically accurate in a, in like, you know, time and place and the things that are going on and like dress and stuff like that. But she takes out all the gross stuff about, you know, things that are ha- that were happening in history. So well, it's like, I mean, she doesn't really take out all the gross stuff. Right. Like because gross like like gross in the sense that like gross injustices right do happen to certain characters. Right. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, she's she's not necessarily taking it out rather than, like, moving the frame, right? And that's yeah. what I loved about, like, what did we read by her? I think we read Vivid. And what I loved about it was that, like, even though I am, like, a Black American person, I think, like, okay, like, I, I know things about, you know, what's going on in this country, in my community. Yeah. I had never really thought thought about black Americans during this time right a lot of her books are set during like the reconstruction period mm-hmm. um and I'd been like black people out west what yeah yeah like are you kidding wait what and I felt when I remember reading it I was like I'm ignorant um <laughs> <laughs> I this is embarrassing um I didn't know any of this stuff really um and so it was nice that like she doesn't it's it's not that she's taking anything away or like hiding anything but rather she's like yes these things are happening all everything that's going on within this narrative right you know like that this is happening behind it right this is the history that's running parallel to the story yeah but we're going to remove we're not necessarily moving them, but we're focusing in on their like lived day to day lives. Yeah. And like, that's what I love so much about it. So you learn about all these things. Um, You can't escape it. She's not trying to outrun this history, but she's like people at this time were living their lives. We're doing things. We're having many different types of experiences. And I love that she can bring that to us like in in this little mass market paperback. And that's especially, I think, something powerful when you think about, like, uh, genre fiction, right? And how it's, like, actually packaged, right? Yeah. Like, it's these, like, they're these, like, little fat, tiny books, right? <laughs> that you can really just, like, chuck in your bag, right? You see yeah. them when you're, like, in the CVS or, you know, in the magazine section, and you're like, you know what? Let me just pick this up, you know? 
Or you might be at the grocery store or you might be waiting for your flight and you see this and you're like, okay, why not? Um, And it it goes. And that's like great because here it is, it's like this little sort of powerful in a way like history nugget about to like land on you and you think like, oh, I'm just getting a romance novel. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yes. Yes, you are, but you're also going to learn something. Yeah. And I think that's so, I think that's so great. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Yeah, I didn't mean that she, like, takes it out to hide it. It's just, like, I feel like so much historical fiction and by white people, it's, like, let me focus on the fact that there was racism. Let me focus on the fact that there was this and this and this because that's, quote-unquote, historically accurate. I think that, like, for this, and then I read a book um, this year of the lady and the uh, a lady for a duke by Alexis Hall, mm, and I I read it's it's really fun. It's really great. It's historical romance, but and everything is so accurate to like the way they speak and the things they do and the way they like have entertainment by riding in their horse drawn buggy. Mm-hmm. But the the main the female main interest is she's transgender and Mm -hmm. when her old um best friend from childhood who's now the love interest finds out that she's transgender he immediately starts thinking about his childhood friend as her it's like there's no like grossness there's no they don't play up this whole thing of like let me make this a huge deal it's just really simply done so i and i i felt like I I haven't read much of Beverly Jenkins, but what I have read, I just felt like she did the same type of thing where it's like she doesn't shy away from the fact that those things are happening, but the the story of like the day to day and the characters is what's important rather than, you know, let me prove that I know history because I'm going to highlight these bad things that that took place because it wasn't history, you know? Sure. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can understand that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we can definitely agree on she's great, and I I want to read more of her. I just I haven't gotten around to it. I kind of um, I don't know how much of the podcast you've listened to or or my journey, but um, you know, with my coming out as a romantic and like finding all that out about myself and stuff, it's like I like romance still. I think it's a great genre, and I love it, and I still read it. It's just it's like I have to really be in the right mood for it because romance, like the actual romance part, apart from the steamy, is is tough for me to read. It's like it's still something I'm trying to come to terms with reading about, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't read as much as, as of her as I'd, I'd like to eventually, but she's definitely on my list. I think she's brilliant. Um but yeah, I mean, you're giving me all these things, you know, I've got to read more Butler. I've got to read more Jenkins. <laughs> I've got to read this, this new, what's it called again? Um, A Memory Called Empire. Oh no, the one that's no. coming out. Yeah. Uh, uh, business and Pleasure. Business, business or and pleasure? pleasure. Yeah. I have text, to, I have to, I'll text yeah, it to you. Text it to me and I'll put it in the show notes for everyone so they can keep an eye out for it. That's great. I think he comes out in June. I'm so sorry for bringing this <laughs> on to people, but um you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome in advance i think that's great i mean that's that's the biggest perk of being a bookseller i mean goodness knows we have to put up some with some shit so we gotta find our perks where we can yeah business or pleasure by rachel lynn solomon 
Ooh, get Rachel it. Solomon. Yeah, I've heard good things about her. So now I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I didn't read, oh, the X Talk. I hadn't read that one. So I was coming yeah. in with fresh eyes, knowing nothing. Cool. And I like read it in a night. Oh, and I, I was love like, that. this is, I can't stop. Can't stop, won't stop like love love this ghostwriter trope love like you know this teen wolf vague <laughs> like one night moment that was not so great and now we're like you know hotel room one bedding it like yes all the tropes all the good ones all the tropes all the good ones <laughs> top tier top tier stuff <laughs> um well i I think that, um, I mean, I've got all my questions uh, answered, except for what are you reading right now? Or what are you going to be reading soon? What am I reading right now? Right now. So I just finished like 2002's best sci-fi and fantasy anthology. Oh, cool. Um, That was great. Um, And... I found a lot of like really good like short stories that I now kind of want to go like back and read. Um, if anyone's interested in that and hasn't picked it up, Pizza Boy and the Immortal Palette are like knockout standouts. It's just, ugh. it's always so delightful when you can like just sit there and just read like, you know, what I love about a short story is that like you can like get invested enough and then it ends and then you can get invested in something else and then that ends. And then you get invested like 12 times yeah. in the span of like three hours yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. 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 Um, and it's just, it was, it was really, really well done. I think it was my first time reading it. Um, and I'm like, why haven't I been reading this before? And also like, it kind of made me want to like, you know, start getting like some, sci-fi fantasy like magazines in my life like uncanny and things like that so I can start reading it reading it sooner but what I'm currently reading because that was what I was reading recently but what I'm about to start reading is the Aeneid um by everyone's favorite homie Virgil well I don't know if he's everyone's (laughs) favorite homie but he's he's a friend of mine um (laughs) and I never read it, but I have read enough epics to yeah. be like, hmm, I don't know why I haven't read it. Um, so I picked it up and I'm like very excited. I've only hit the introduction, the translator's introduction, but like I'm I'm super hyped. I'm about to like delve into the poem tomorrow. So I'm just like, Ugh, who knows? <laughs> Maybe this 2000 year old epic piece of propaganda um yeah will be my best read of 2022 i have high hopes for it wow i like it yeah yeah i've uh, i've never read it either so i can't wait to hear what you think i think it's gonna be great i mean i always love i i love like the iliad and the odyssey yeah i don't know if you've read yeah them um and so, and I also really love like Roman history. Yeah. Um, so I feel like why haven't I done it? Um, <laughs> this is like tailor made for me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, we always, everyone loves a messy main character. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. All about that. I mean, the more morally gray somebody is in messy. Right. Like. like- 2000 year old terrible sad boy like, like 
<laughs> it's really what dreams are made of right there. Really what dreams are made of. I want someone to write about me and then I'll be immortalized 2000 years later. I love that. Well, all my author friends out there hit me up and I'll get you her information <laughs> and we can, uh, we could get this started. Cause I'm, I'm ready. Yes. It's all my, all my bad deeds, my good deeds, the lies I've told, the hearts I've broken, <laughs> all in the service of building a new society. Um, <laughs> that's basically what it's about. <laughs> Sounds great. I think that you're going to be the new, uh, the new uh, Virgil main character going out there forging, forging this new society. And uh, I will join you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can <laughs> we can go on this epic together. And Nias always needs a always needs a friend. Yes. Um. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you for coming on and talking books with me. This was really wonderful. It was exciting. I'm I'm excited to hear what it sounds like. Hopefully, it's coherent. Hopefully, you <laughs> edit it beautifully. Um, <laughs> no pressure to me. <laughs> no pressure to you. Only everyone in my family will be listening to this. So, just Good. FYI. Um, <laughs> cool. Excellent. Well, yeah. I think, I mean, it sounded good for my end. I think we sound wonderful together. So I may ask you to come back on sometime. It's always, it would be my pleasure. It's so oh, exciting. Good. good. Yeah. All right, well, friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to this very special episode of Small Town Sarah. I'm going to ask that you guys keep um, following and subscribing and liking and sharing and talking about it because the more listeners I get the more listens I get the more I get to keep doing this and I'm really having a good good time doing this I hope you all enjoyed and as I always say just keep reading <laughs>